details yet. Haven't been able to read up on on any of the full full rundowns of what all six, they agreed to. Six but, automatic bids apparently, and then six at large spots, yeah, which means six, yeah, that's great. Three Big Ten teams and three SEC teams will get their their remaining bids to the playoff. That's what that home means. sites. No, I, I have not read that, but as I was telling uh, Parker, like you've got to make sure, please, just do, just get this right, please, make it to where we have home playoff sites in the first round at least. Hey, if the fans get loud enough, they'll do it, right? If you don't complain, if you don't let them hear anything at all, it won't happen. But if you complain loud enough to the right people, uh, maybe it can get done. I, I think it. I think it should, and hopefully it will. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a positive for Oklahoma. I think it's a positive for really college football in general. I think it's a positive for for college football fans. You know, we're always complaining about uh, the the poor games in the postseason right now with four. I think this will help eliminate some of that. I think it's fantastic. More football, more teams engaged, more fan bases engaged. Uh, and contrary to what some people are going to try and say, I think this makes the regular season more important. Okay, well, uh, that's my main concern because college football is the best regular season in all the sports. Please tell me how this makes the regular season better. Well, because it makes the re- right now the regular season is important for like 10 teams, right? Uh, I mean, in terms of like making it to the playoff, yes, I, that is that is accurate. Yeah. Well, I mean, are we going to lie and say that the season is important to make it to the Belk Bowl? Well, for Texas A and M, it might be. So, but yeah, to the playoff, yes, there's I, ten teams. There, there's a there's a small percentage of teams where you go into the season with the realistic chance and the realistic expectation to win every game, and you have to do that every single year. That's never going to change for those, for those select few. All you're doing, in my opinion here, is adding more teams to the list. That's it. Yeah. You're just adding more teams to where the regular season is more important than it's ever been. And here's a good point. Because you have a legitimate chance. And here's a good point on the text line, and I hope that this is the case, and I think that this is probably right. This will eliminate. Uh, this will eliminate opt outs when it comes to the postseason. Yes, you know, I and I and that yep. because that has really, I, I mean, probably more than anything, Teddy. I think more than the fourteen playoff that soured the bowl games, the New Year's Six bowl games outside the playoff yep. is all well, the opt outs. It won't eliminate it, but it's going to help a lot. It's going to help a lot, and I I think that the opt out little phase that we're going through right now. I think that is probably one of the biggest reasons that the playoff expanded. And, and we've talked about this. If I'm an advertiser, if I'm someone that's ponying up a, a ton of money to, to host a bowl game or to have naming rights on a bowl game, and I get two really good teams that didn't quite make the playoff, but all of the starters are going to opt out and go to the NFL and not play, no one's going to watch. The importance of that game is gone. I'm not going to be paying a ton of money for that. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you want to give away two tickets for the game tomorrow? How's that sound? Good with it? Uh, no. No, 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 no. I'm not giving them away. We can't do that. Hmm. This is an exclusive thing. This is the home opener. I'm not just going to 
willy-nilly give to Of course, yes, Tyler. Let's give away some tickets. 405-651-3439. Who is the leading rusher 22 years ago today when OU beat UTEP 55-14? First one at Texas I know the answer wins. to that. Well, don't spoil it for everyone, please. That's what I usually do. I know. It's so annoying. God, just don't. Please. Is it bad luck? If I bad is it bad luck if I ruin it with the true freshman from Booker T. Washington? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, still no correct answers <laughs> yet. Someone better get it. Come on, there it is. Ronaldo works is the correct answer. If your last four digits of your cell phone are six seven zero six, well, you're going to the game tomorrow. Congratulations! Wow, three Nicely touchdowns done. that day for Ronaldo works. What a day. They have like 107, 109 yards rushing. Uh, like that, 19 over, rushes, uh, 107 yards. Well, I, I think he had 19 rushes, 98 yards, and three touchdowns. So, what a day for Ronaldo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I love the uh, I love the playoff. I love it for Oklahoma, especially Tyler. Are you kidding me? If they do the home sites for the first round, greatest upgrade to college football in history it is you're right and that's Plain why and i have no confidence that they're actually going to get it right and do that the answer teddy is right in front of their face the best way to make this playoff awesome outside of adding more football games is to have it at home sites it's so easy it's obvious anyone could make that decision and i still feel like they're probably going to get it wrong and not have it i hope i'm wrong but god come on guys it's right in front of you do it it's easy now how do you how do you do a 12-team tournament? Uh, do you do it like the NFL used to do? And uh, what, only the the top seeds get buys and then you reseed it? Like you don't you don't know exactly who you're going to play? I, yeah, I think the four t- – no, I don't think that they'll reseed it. Maybe they will. I, 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 they should. Yeah, maybe they should because it's an it's a too. It, I think it's too unfair of an advantage for the teams that have a buy. Well, but, you know what I'm saying? I, I, because I, I, because they okay. can sit there and prepare. I am okay with that, though. I, I think that that should be a reward and some incentive, and I think that that could make the season more interesting. If because some people say, well, what I mean, Alabama's going to make the playoff every single year. How, how fun is that? But yeah, and I and I can see that. But I think if there's an incentive to be one of those top four teams, I think that that's kind of an extra layer to make this exciting. Well, of course, there's an incentive. You get a you get a bye week, and you get to play the lowest seed left in the tournament. How's that not incentive enough? Well, I don't I don't think you need to flip it. I think you could just kind of keep it as is. You yeah you you're the top seed. You don't have to play. You get to play the crappier team in the next round. I I think it's great. Yeah, well. Um, I don't know. We'll see whenever the details come out. But, man, you and I, we've been talking about this for a long time. The home site for the playoff would be amazing. And that's, you know, that's the one thing is with the, you know, when you do 12, you got the bye. And, you know, one of the best parts about being the top seed would be playing a home game, right? And I I don't know how you do it in in the second round. So, I don't know. I would say I love it, it nonetheless though. I would say it keeps the dream alive and it's really the only scenario where Muleshoe would be the head coach at USC and have to play a game in Norman, but I don't think that Muleshoe is going to be the huh. head coach at USC by the time uh, I think this deal gets done or, or at least starts in 2024. But there's that OU fans. 
if you're looking for the positive, at least there's a scenario now potentially that exists that would bring USC to Norman. Man, don't you think if you're if you're Joe C and you're looking to schedule some premier games, and I think with the twelve team playoff, maybe there's a chance some teams schedule some better games. Don't you try and set that up and make it happen quickly? Uh, Isn't that a huge money maker? You you talking about an OU USC matchup? That's that's yeah. What, well, yeah, of course it's a huge money maker. Like the, the the ratings for it, it'd be maybe the highest rated game of the entire college football season. There's one problem: I don't think that USC would go for it. <laughs> that's the issue. Of course, so you would go for it. USC would opt out of that real quick. Ah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. I think that would be great, be fantastic. I don't know. Uh, 12-team playoff is cool, but, dude, we're opening this thing up. We've talked about it nonstop. We've talked more college football this offseason than any year I've ever done radio, and it's not even close. There's excitement. We had 75,000 at the spring game. We're hosting UTEP, and I expect the stadium to look like Ohio State's coming to town. Seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering what's going to be different about game day tomorrow. Pre-game is going to look a little bit different just in terms of what they do before the game. Um, They do that lock arm things, right, and walked into the end zone. They did that at the spring game. The alma mater at the end of the game. They're going to have the new LED lights that are there. You know, normally there's not a whole lot that changes from one year to the next in terms of game day experience and some things to, to watch out for, but there's some there's quite a few things that I think are going to be different for game day tomorrow yeah. as opposed to last year, yeah. which is really, really, really exciting, and it just goes to this being a totally new era for OU football. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see how this team responds. See if there's if, if visibly we look like a, a a grittier, more physical football team. Now, here's the other thing too, and I think watching some games last night and week zero is a, a decent little reminder that it's not going to be perfect in week one. There's going to be some issues. Okay, you're. You're going to have some mistakes out there, whether it's young guys, whether it's experienced guys. Week one is 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 never going to be perfect. And whenever you add a new offense, a new defense, maybe some younger guys playing some significant roles, that just ups the, uh, the chance that you can have a couple of slip-ups here and there. Now, I expect some slip-ups. I don't expect to be in a football game in the second half with Utah. No way. Right? Yeah. No so way. there's a line there of of some growing pains that you're willing to accept, and and it's healthy to see those out there. And, you know, looking complacent, not detailed, not ready to play, not locked in, not focused, not physical, not tough. I don't expect to see that. I – I don't even know how it's possible to see that with with how, you know, locked in this is this training camp and spring and summer have been for these guys. You would think that this is your moment to get out there and show it, but hey, 
Old habits die hard, Tyler. I know. Hey, um, coming up next, we're really throughout the rest of the show, we'll hammer down here this OU-UTEP game. Real quick, Brett McMurphy just tweeted out that the college football playoff officially announces their 12-team playoff, and it'll begin in 2026 unless earlier implementation if possible. Field will consist of the six highest-ranked conference champions and six yeah. highest-ranked at-large teams. Wait for it. Here it comes. Here it comes. First round on campus, quarterfinals and semifinals at both sites. Boom. Wow. Campus game. Let's get it. Now, unless I'm missing something, that means that your top two seeds don't get to play a home game, right? Um, probably, yeah. Yeah. I guess I need to draw it up to make sure I'm uh, I'm not screwing this thing up. But um, I don't know. That's hey, I love it. I cannot wait, and I hope it starts. What did that say? Twenty four uh, is the earliest possible. Yeah, twenty four even earlier than that. Twenty four is the earliest possible. Twenty six is when like they're saying that they're going to start it. But I, I think it's twenty four yeah. when it's going to happen. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I'm sure that you know there there'd like to be a little time for all of the conference switch ups to to get there, settle in, maybe play a season. I don't know why you'd necessarily need to, but uh, and then you move into the new phase of of college football. Yeah, this and, is going to be big. And le- and like Parker just said, New Year Six becomes the quarterfinals and uh, semifinals. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the. You know, we talked about this with Coach Stoops. There's a way to do it to keep, you know, the bowl stuff still intact, you know, to to still have your New Year's Six and have those be involved. And now you got all of them involved, right? Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, I want you to think about it over the break. Text line can as well. Paint me the best scenario, best case scenario for the football game tomorrow and what that looks like. Okay. Absolute best yeah, case scenario. I can do that. All right, quick timeout. Hanging out Riverwind today. Uh, beautiful facility. They got tons of stuff going on. Always great promotions. They got great dining here as well. Come see us here at Riverwind. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. GMC continues. Football Friday, and there's QB1, Dylan Gabriel. It is the rush live on the ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I asked you before the break, what's best case scenario for OU in this game tomorrow? No turnovers, number one, first and foremost. Uh, domination of the LOS. That means running game is fact is is moving the ball flawlessly pushing guys off opening up holes gaping holes uh, protecting the quarterback defensively tackles for loss pushing the line of scrimmage back 
quarterback constantly under duress, sacks, um, all of those things. Like that's that's number one. Don't turn the ball over, and number two, dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, if you want to move on from that, I think efficiency in the passing game is critical. Um, just seeing Dylan Gabriel distribute the football to the playmakers. Uh, you know, easy throw and catch. Ball is perfectly placed on the tunnels and bubbles. Um, you know, throwing the crossing routes, getting outside of the pocket on some of the play action and boots and hitting crossers. Um, taking a couple shots downfield on, on some uh, on some good situations, first and ten, second and short, and finding some guys to where they can make some competitive plays downfield. Uh, and I want to see the young guys factor in offensively, whether it's carrying the ball, um, some of the wide outs, even some of the offensive linemen. Yeah. Defensively, uh, like I said, dominate the line of scrimmage. But after that, like I expect to misfit some runs. I expect to lose some guys in some zone coverages. But tackle, right? Effort, tackle. too. I think we can see effort tomorrow if it's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, I think there's good reason to uh, to expect all of those things. And if you those things are hard to do against a top level opponent, it's hard to dominate the line of scrimmage because they have talent there. They're trying to do the exact same thing. It's tough, but it shouldn't be that tough against UTEP. It's not going to be perfect, but if we don't walk away saying that there is a definitive difference between the University of Oklahoma and UTEP, then we've got problems because we didn't do that one time last year. I know, man. In one game. UTEP or uh, Tulane included. Yeah, well, okay, and I agree with all those. I'd like to add on to a couple things. Offensively, you mentioned the skill guys. I want to see the skill guys look special, man. And there's running lanes that will probably be opened up tomorrow that won't exist when you play Baylor and some of the better defenses that you played. So with that being the case, let us let me see Eric Gray tomorrow look like the guy that he's hyped up to be after this great offseason, yeah. right? Let me see a different version yeah. of Eric Gray. Let me see that version of Marcus Major that we've all been waiting to see. I, I want to see these wide receivers. I want them to get in space, and I want them to make plays after the catch. I don't want the passing game to have 350 yards just because they're running wide open. I mean, that would be great. I I just want to see these guys get yards after catch. I want to see some short stuff in the passing game where they're getting 40 yards after first contact. And and more than anything, man, yes, you're right. There needs to be a definitive difference on both sides between OU and UTEP. But I need to see that in the first quarter. I need to see that in the second quarter. And when they come out for the second half – I want to see it in the third and fourth quarter as well. I am tired of seeing a football team. I've grown tired in the past. I've seen a team that's capable of playing well for a quarter and a quarter and a half. I want to see this team look like the dominant team for four consecutive quarters. Like that to me, Teddy, is probably more important than anything else that we can mention about tomorrow's game. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's totally fair. Um, I expect to see an in-shape, football team that can play at a high level for four quarters i didn't see that for like nebraska and 
Northwestern. I don't know. Maybe it was jet lag. I don't know what was going on there, but Nebraska looked overweight and slow on their defensive line. I don't think we're going to see any of that. We should look trim, in shape, fast, but at the same time, big. Our front seven is big, really big. It may be one of the biggest front sevens we've had since maybe since maybe 2000 like pre whenever you start to get back into the 90s like those players were gigantic it was a the game was different but i i don't i can't remember having two defensive ends that were both 6566 close to 280 pounds yeah and yeah. two inside backers that are both 64240 i mean that's big Text line says, I predict OU rushes for over 300 yards tomorrow. I wish I could read the second part because it's really, really funny. However, I cannot, so I will just say. They, they, they bet a 9-1 uh, to one on uh, two um, certain items there that I can't mention. But rush for over gotcha. 300 yards tomorrow. Let's, that means you're getting a, some big plays in the run game. That's what that means. Yeah. Several. I fully, ex- I fully expect to have several – 25-plus yard runs, several. They're whenever – let's say Oklahoma gets the ball first. We start the ball after a fair catch on the 18-yard line. We start with the ball in the 25. How's that sound on the opening kickoff? Good? Sounds great. Yeah, I'm fair. down. Fair catch it. Fair let's catch go. It on, fair, fair catch it on Maybe the 18. booze. Uh, um. If if Levy is able to have success running the ball right, right off of the, the bat, the, the defensive line for UTEP is going to get winded really quickly. And if they get winded, it's going to get ugly. If they sub out, it's going to get ugly. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm anxious to see. Levy hit the gas, hit the first run for six or seven yards, go back up there with a with a decent little pace, nothing nothing outlandish, run the exact same play again. Yep. And if he gets a first down, buddy. Yep. Strap in because here they go. Yeah. They're going to be off and running. I and you know it's it's the joke that we always use of like, oh hell, they ain't going to show nothing till Texas. And I, I'm sure that they're not going to just really open up the playbook tomorrow, but I'm totally cool with that if they do, man. I'm totally cool, Teddy. If they have some drives where whatever their bread and butter run play is this year, they have a 10-play scoring drive, and they call that play eight consecutive times because UTEP just can't stop it. I don't necessarily need yeah. to see all of the playbook tomorrow. That's fine. I'll, I'll see it down the road. What I'd like to see is them be just as base as possible on both sides and it still doesn't matter they're getting chunk play after chunk play that will make me feel right. really good and i'll tell you something that i would like to see you know there's a fine line there's a fine line between spreading the ball around and let multiple guys make plays and i do like to see that and i and i do want to see that but i also would like to see a, a superstar emerge, right, and go to the well over and over and over on someone. Yep. If Eric Gray is red hot, 
let the dude run for 250. If Marcus Major is red hot, let him go. If if they can't guard Marvin Mims, let the dude go set a record. You know what I'm saying? Like we need the the last couple of years. You know we've spread it out, and that's there's something to be said for that, and that's going to have to happen when you play the tougher opponents. But right now, let's see some guys get some real confidence rolling. Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. Football Friday, live on The Rush. We're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman. Keep those texts coming, 405-651-3439. Text line wants to know, if Tyler Guyton does indeed start at right tackle for the next two games and he plays well, is there a chance that he starts every game this year? And to me, that's a resounding yes, absolutely. Tyler Guyton could start every game this year. I would say absolutely yes as well. Um, there's there's the performance aspect of it. There's the trust aspect of it. I mean, Venables doesn't take these things lightly, you know. Whenever a guy doesn't have his affairs in order off the field, because here's the thing, man, you just can't. You, you just don't want to play guys that you can't rely on, right? Oh yeah. Now, is it better to have, you know, if there's not much of a difference, Wanya Morris is a little bit better. Is it worth playing him if you don't know if he's going to, if you can count on him to be there week in, week out? I don't know. So, I think it's absolutely within the realm of possibility that whoever starts there, whether it's Tyler Guyton, one of the young bucks, I don't know. I, I think it's absolutely possible that they take that starting job roll with it and never look back sure hey uh where can utep have success tomorrow i may, maybe the answer is nowhere but if utep has any success whatsoever where can it be run game um you know their quarterback is a really good player have you watched much of him play? I watched the North Texas game last week, and that's really about it, honestly. He threw, in that game, he threw some awesome deep balls. Uh, a couple of them were caught. A couple of them were dropped. One of them hit a dude right in the hands. Would have been a long, easy touchdown. He's got a really good deep ball. He's athletic. Uh, they'll call his number in the running game to keep you honest. Uh, I, I think he's a really good player. I expect him – he'll make some plays. And my guess is he'll probably make plays by avoiding a rusher in the pocket and getting outside and, and hitting someone in the scramble drill. Yeah, I, I like that's interesting that you mentioned, you know, breaking a tackle or two or evading someone. I, I wonder if this team – like, everyone is so jacked up today. 
and everyone's going to be so jacked up tomorrow. We talked about the crowd. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. I, I wonder if we see especially a defense that is way too amped up for game one with all that energy that's going to be inside that place tomorrow. And if that causes some guys to over-pursue a little bit, at least early on. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, the, the hardest series of an entire game is the very first series defensively. And there's a lot of reasons why. Like teams script their first drive. So a lot of times you're going to see things that you've never seen on film. And they're going to include like, um, like exotic formations, exotic shifts, different motions. They're just going to try and screw with you. And you also tend to run on a little bit of oxygen debt where – you know, you you have so much adrenaline, and and you're so amped up that, like, you go full anaerobic on like the first two plays, and then you absolutely are sucking wind, like for the rest of the duration that you're out there, and you they get a couple of first downs on you, and the guys are absolutely winded like no other. But then once your heart rate catches up the rest of the game, you're typically okay. But that first series can be can be tough so that's where i'd look if if like the defense doesn't look as sharp as you may imagine on the first series there's no reason to panic uh you they t- will go back they'll they'll look at those things they'll draw them up they'll get it figured out quickly utep they can have success on the bus ride home thanks that's from ronaldo in the village i hope they're not taking a bus ride home all the way to el paso that uh, thanks ronaldo ugh. uh by the way Leading rusher 22 years ago. Um, awesome. Thanks for texting the show, Ronaldo. Yeah, he spells uh, his Ronaldo. Like, this guy spells Ronaldo with the Y. Ronaldo oh, works. A soccer player. Did not spell his name like that. But, yes, Ronaldo works nope. three touchdowns against UTEP. He can talk the most smack today if he would like. Which I randomly asked you about him this week. You told me he is a very uh, – he's very successful yeah. oil guy, I guess, essentially in yeah. Houston, right? Yeah, does some really good stuff, oil and gas. Now, last I heard, he was in Houston. I think he's moved around quite a bit. But, yeah, super, super smart dude. And uh, no shock that he's uh, he's having a ton of success. Uh, yeah, by the way, you won the day. You finally got to me. I don't know if you heard it or not. Oh, shocker. I, uh, no. I said locked on instead of locked in <laughs> during yes. the show today. I don't know if you were listening to Gout Talk early on or what you were doing, but, yeah. I said oh, it. that's amazing. That is amazing. Mission accomplished. I I don't know. What do I do? Do I move on to something new now or just Hopefully because I'm very jittery about this moving forward. And I feel like I'm going to screw up the show name like every other time it's, now. It's your show and you're not even confident in what it's yeah, called. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, basically a little hey, wide-eyed right now. Uh I put together what the bracket, a 12-team bracket, would have looked like last year, uh, week 15 of the season. So that would have been like the week before they announced the uh, the playoff teams. Do you care to hear it real quick? Yeah, let's do it for a break. Home sites would have been Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, and Baylor. Uh, Bama, Cincy, Michigan, and Georgia would have been your buys. Your 12-5 would have been Notre Dame hosting Pitt. 10-7 would be Baylor hosting Michigan State. 
Eight nine would be Ole Miss hosting Oklahoma State, Ooh. and eleven six would have been Ohio State hosting Utah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it's not the sexiest of matchups, but still, I don't care. No. The idea of it would still be amazing, even with those four home playoff games. It'd be sweet. I don't know. Last year, Notre Dame against Kenny Pickett and Addison. Pitt was pretty salty last year. That that pro, that may not have been a very good matchup for Notre Dame. but Maybe not. Yeah. Or, or do you think Jordan Addison would have already transferred to USC since I'm sure Mule <laughs> was tampering with him all the way back in week six? But, okay, so this is why I said that this format makes the playoff games better is because of, like, the teams, like your bye teams, your your top four obviously are going to be a tier above everyone else. But 5 through 12, like on this list, be close games. other than maybe Ohio State, I think any of those teams could beat any of the other ones on a given day. What, what are you ta- we we so, saw Ohio State and Utah last year, and it was an epic game in the Rose Bowl. They had oh, to, yeah, they had right. to rally. I forgot about Utah that. Utah was running up and down the field on them a year ago. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, good stuff. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino. Hour number one of the rush on this football Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensConstruction.com for everything, all of the services that they can provide for you. I'm standing here in studio right now, and I am looking at the uh, Ref Army T-shirt that we're going to be giving away tomorrow uh, at the pregame show. Dare I oh, say nice. it's pretty cool. It's like our uh, Ref logo, our Ref guy, but he's saluting because it's the Ref Army. And I think I'm going to have around three dozen of those T-shirts to uh, give away tomorrow. we got dual locations for the pregame show. We'll be at Balfour of Norman, where we've always been. Uh, we'll also be at the Hertz Donut parking lot. Uh, we'll be out there doing uh, pregame coverage from 8.30 in the morning until 1.30, an hour before kickoff. So if you're coming to Norman, you're probably going to Campus Corner, come by and see us at both locations. And, and by the way, here, here's a bit of a tease for you. Um... While I'm on with Travis Davidson and Mike Steely from 11.30 to 1.30, no big deal. Former Sooner Jordan Evans is going to stop by from noon to 12.30 and come hang out with us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Stud. Stud. And I think by now he's 6'7", 285 pounds. Every time (laughs) I see that dude, he looks bigger and bigger. I know, man. I know. And it's been a reason why he's been able to stick around in the league for as long as he has. It's awesome. Yeah. really happy for him. Really good player. Yep. Um, OSU got some issues defensively, or no? You don't think so? Um, what Central Michigan had 546 yards. They had more yards in Oklahoma State last night. Outscored Oklahoma State 29 to 14. Like what happened to OSU last night is exactly what I was talking about a couple of segments before. It's like yeah, o- OSU poured it on in the first half. They looked really good, but I don't want to see no U team tomorrow that gets outscored in the second half, or it's you know pretty close between the two teams yeah uh, i'll be honest with you i did not i did not watch the game after halftime at halftime it was like i don't know what it was 44 to 15 at halftime all right so at that point i was like okay i've seen everything i need to see here and there were some really good games going on elsewhere but Central Michigan really didn't do anything until 
the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, they put up tons of points and tons of yards. Outside of that, they didn't move the ball a ton. Now, was it perfect for Oklahoma State defensively? No, it was not perfect. But Oklahoma State has not started off the season well recently at all, and they've still turned out to be really, really good football team down the stretch. So I kind of expect the same thing from Oklahoma State. Sputter a little bit in the first game. I mean, they look good. I, I bet the backups are, are where they gave up most of those Yeah, yards the depth's not great, like Peyton said on the text line. I agree right. with that. But, you know, you know, Central Michigan did have a field goal at one point in the first half with a chance to take the lead. So, I, yes, you can be clouded a little bit by – how lopsided the fourth quarter was, but there were times, at least in the first half, where they were giving up some yards. They, they kept Central Michigan right. out of the end zone and give them credit for that, but Central Michigan at times was moving the football. Not only did they have more yards, they had more first downs. Central Michigan had 31 first downs last night. It doesn't totally yeah. change my opinion of Oklahoma State. I still think they're going to be a pretty good football team, but like last night was the realization of do not expect them to have – the same type of defense that they had last year. You probably should have had that anyway, but definitely don't expect it after we saw last, what we saw last night. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, the, the other part of it, though, is just like I, I'll be asking tomorrow, good, bad, whatever it is, don't make your don't make your projection on what Oklahoma's going to be based off of what you see in week in week 1 against UTEP. Mm. If if we absolutely dominate them or if we have some problems out there and make some mistakes and you know and cost ourselves some points or or turnovers like don't draw your conclusion on a team. Thank God I'm not one. doing a post game show with you. That wouldn't be very much fun. <laughs> Going all in, man. All right, quick timeout. Hour number.